Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Yeah, I know that Hakeem Olajuwon and Kawhi Leonard both you know, have defense player of the year awards and are in the top 75. They're also amazing offensive players. Mm-hmm. I'm responding to one of the texters on there. Yes, that's why they would be in the top 75. The defensive player of the year award has become just an, it's a really good award. But and and as far as the, the voters for Hall of Fame and stuff like that, certain guys, it, it should be no problem. It should be no problem for certain dudes to be in the Hall of Fame. You won three defensive player of the year awards. That means you're the defensive MVP. They only give about one of those, right, a mm-hmm. year. I mean, that's that should be easy for me. But if you can explain why Dikembe Mutombo isn't one of the 75 best ever and he's one of the greatest defenders you've ever seen, I don't know. It's just hard to explain that to me. Just saying. Just saying. So I get it. But we're moving on now because we talked about that already. And I got my guy Eric Knox here. And we still got some playoffs that we didn't cover here on Sports Sunday. And um, the one I really want to talk about, it, and it kind of has some, some value for Portland fans. Um, well, I guess not anymore, but it did at a point. And that's the Phoenix Suns versus the New Orleans Pelicans. For a minute, I thought New Orleans might have been able to do it. For two games in between mm. there, the Pelicans showed that they could be tough, that uh, they could grind it out really the way that we didn't think they'd be able to. And we talked about Patrick Beverly being that kind of irritant. Uh, Jose Alvarado is going to be yes. one of those guys that people talk about in the NBA for a while, just being a pesky, irritating guy that you don't want to play against, but you love to play with, mm-hmm. right? If he if he's on your team, you love that dude for what he does. If he's not on your team, you hate him because he's trash. Yeah. Like, bro, you don't even do anything. Yeah. You're just getting these lucky steals and this other stuff and clapping in your face. He's the type of guy, and I don't know about you, this could just be me, that you want to fight when you're in the park. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one, like, when you're playing basketball, he's that irritating dude yeah. that you're hooping against. It's like, bro, I'm going to steal on you. If you clap in my face one time, I'm going to punch you. And, you know, and he does that, and he gets you out of your game. Now I'm not thinking about making the right move. I'm thinking about, bro, if you touch me again, if you do something again, we're going to have a problem. And, again, I think every team needs one of those guys. Like Beverly, 
Alvarado's is the guy you hate playing against and the guy you love having on your team. But the difference between the Pelicans and the Suns is Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Right? And um, you got to have two things to advance in the playoffs. You got to have a bucket getter, right, in the right moments. And you got to have leadership. And Chris Paul embodies both. Right. (laughs) And the thing is, you know, and the thing about Chris Paul is because he's not. He's not traditionally a scorer. Right. Right. You know, and I think people look at, you know, the best plays. We have arguments about Chris Paul on the show all the time. And I can't remember what side Joe is on, but I know uh, Mr. Mike Lynch thinks Chris Paul is overrated. And I have one of my best friends, okay. uh, my guy, he's a, one of our P1s, Chris in Portland, also feels Chris Paul is overrated. I think they're both crazy. Nuts. Because I think Chris Paul is the best leader the NBA has had possibly since I don't know. I don't know who's been as as a good of a leader yeah. as him. Like who is who I mean Shaq was just big and strong yeah. and so so skilled. So wherever he went, success followed, right? With with the exception of going to Boston and Cleveland and you know Phoenix towards the end of his career. But Shaq in his at his best, wherever he went, successful. Like the the magic got to the go ahead, Joe. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say about Chris Paul, I mean what kills me about his career is he's almost got that like Tom Brady effect where it's like, that's what he think he's done. Like he here gets he traded to Oklahoma city. You're like, all right, he's just going to finish out his career here. Mm-hmm. He's probably done after this. No, he takes that young team to the playoffs. After that, he gets traded again. And now you got him on uh, this Phoenix team, propelling him to 60 wins a year. And then in this playoff series alone, I mean, what was that game five game? I went dumb. Four, game four, I think yeah. Was, well, game four is when uh, the Pelicans tied it at two apiece, and Jose oh. Alvarado and all them held him to like four points. And so you see that game, and you're like, oh well, oh, maybe it is. Maybe someone's got him figured out. And what is he going to do? He goes and gives Dominates. you fourteen for fourteen from the field, and absolutely shows you why he is one of the best point guards of all time. And says, "Nope, we're gonna send you home. We're done with you. We're done with this series. We're moving on. Thank you." Like that's what leadership. That's what leadership is. Like here in Portland, um, we love Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. and we should. Mm-hmm. Dame has been everything to Portland. He's like, special. Don't, I, don't make this a. I'm not. Portland I'm not doing that. I'm thing. not doing don't, that, bro. I'm not doing there. that. I'm not doing that. Not today. What I'm saying is, uh, we covet Dame, and the the one thing that we covet most about him is the fact that he's a great leader. Right. Like we don't want people to come to this team because we don't want them to mess up the continuity or the chemistry or whatever that this team that Damian Lillard has helped build in Portland. But is that and, is that what Damian Lillard it is? I mean, I love him, but do, do I associate great leader and I, and Damian Lillard's I, greatness? I, I say that. I'm because, saying he's a great scorer. I say that because I think there are people specifically people here in town yeah. that feel like Dame is a better leader than or than Chris Paul. And I couldn't disagree more Ridiculous. you know and i mean again i think damien is, is, a, is a much better scorer than chris paul but not like that but i'm saying i think chris paul works in every situation like and like you you put Shaq in orlando they go to the finals you put him in la they go to the finals you put him in miami they go to the finals like there's but then towards the end of his career yeah. it's like he wants it good right. chris paul is at the end of his career and yet and still yeah. i'm with with houston we're in the conference finals and he gets hurt i'm with uh, OKC, here we're going to playoffs. Did they win a, did they win a round when he was in OKC? Ah, man, I know that they played Houston. Yeah. No, and they didn't because Houston played the Lakers because that was in the bubble. So they played the Lakers in the second round. I don't know if there's a better point guard since Magic Johnson 
that is great at making his teammates better, his units around him better. I mean, he demands that. He's an irritant that way. And, right? and, and that's, I think that's what, what bothers genius people. is. I think that's what bothers people, too, is the yeah. fact that he will openly scold a teammate on yeah. the floor for doing the wrong thing. He's, but he's demanding you to be excellent. Absolutely. Right? I, I don't that's, think that's a problem. That, I, I have no problem with that. There are some people that feel like that's supposed to be done in practice. And I agree. Like those are those are the mistakes. But when we're in the game and you're making those mistakes, I'm on your head. Like, and I would expect my star player, be it Jordan or Kobe or whomever, to be like, bro, get it. Come on. Look, get I'm it a together. coach. You know what I mean? We work over things in practice. Sometimes my kids don't believe me that if they don't correct certain things, it's gonna show up in the game. When it shows up in the game, I use the game as a teachable moment. And I think that's what Chris Paul does. That's his genius. The fact that probably out there in the game, he's reminding you of the things that you needed to clean up. In practice, you I know think, what I'm saying? To be the best version of yourself. I think Phoenix is the best team in the uh, in the Western Conference. Honestly, I, I, Golden State is amazing, and they, they've got the experience. But um, I think the way Phoenix plays defense, especially with guys like Mikel Bridges on that team, um, I think DeAndre Ayton, is that, that's going to be a mismatch down low that I don't know if uh, uh, Draymond is really going to be able to, to guard all the way. And then when Devin Booker comes back and he's all the way healthy, I, I, I mean, Clay is still working himself back to being that defensive stopper. I just don't know. Like, and I think Wiggins is good, but I don't know. I think this Phoenix team is just too complete at this point. I think we're still trying to figure out all the way how good the Warriors could be. Man, I think we've seen versions of them. Yes. When they won championships. Yes. We just haven't then, seen this version, I think. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, but they've got the key pieces. They've got Stephen. Curry, right? Steph, yeah, they got, got Steph, that's the got piece. Steph, yeah. That's the piece. Yeah, that's the, the piece. Yeah. You said Clay Thompson's starting to get back to form. Draymond Green, like those three are crucial. You got an emerging um pool. And I, I yeah, I just don't think I just don't think the Suns have the experience that the Warriors have. Period. No, I, I mean yeah. the championship experience, yeah. I mean, we we forget the Suns are coming off of a of a NBA Finals appearance, you know, for yeah. the first time in a, in a long time, and I think whenever you lose the finals, uh, I, th- I think that 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 gets to you more than winning. I think you think about you know the fact that you lost, and you'll probably never get that again. Uh, and you think about that more than you actually think about, man, I won a championship. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure this stings Chris Paul to know that he was that close finally, and couldn't get it done, or Devin Booker to have been in the basement of the NBA for years and to finally get to that point. And, you know, is he going to be healthy enough, though? And I think that's the big thing. You know, is Devin Booker going to be healthy? So it's good. That's a great segue because we're going to talk about the second round. There's a whole lot happening. Dallas is facing those Phoenix Suns. Also, we got the Philadelphia 76ers against what I what's my pick in the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat. All that and much more. So we're going to talk about that stuff next right here. Sports Sunday on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. This is my Oaks Park go-to. I love this song. Two Princes. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if they're the, the Spin Doctors have another song. Like, if you tour, do you just do this song over and over again? <laughs> Eric's looking like, at you like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, this is a great song. I know, yeah. Right hey, man, I grew up on, on uh, you know, yeah, on some other stuff. You know? hey, but if you were a soccer dad, soccer mom, and you went to soccer stuff, they were always playing this. Yeah, this is a great song, man. <laughs> I learned this I learned this song from Oaks Park when I learned how to backwards skate and stuff like that. So, yeah, shout out to Oaks Park. Do they have any, like, hip-hop nights at, yeah, at so, Oaks Park? Do you want to hear something crazy? Tell so me. my girl's birthday, or her daughter's birthday, excuse me, she turned 17, and she... Um, she had a party, and she went to Oaks Park for a mm. party. So I go drop off my little sister, who's uh, 15, and pull into Oaks Park, and it's booming up really? here. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. I'm looking at the parking lot, I'm like, man, this is crazy. They're not Friday just night, playing Black Eyed Peas. They're like playing hip-hop. So I walk in, and they're playing uh, two, uh, Tupac. Excuse me. They're playing Ice Cube's uh, um, uh, There Goes the Neighborhood, or uh, Steady Mobbing. Excuse okay. me. And I'm like, they, they cleared the floor for all the kids and let just, it was like adult skate. So if all the parents were just going around, but right. I got in there and there was 
it looked like 1994 all over again. So, so not bubblegum hip hop. No, like it was real, pretty dope. Like, like okay. it was, it was, right. it was pretty fresh in there. So we had a, and what night was that? That I was might... Friday night. Really? I was not expecting that. I thought it was gonna be because last time I went, it was kind of, kind of dead in there. But man, went in there and it was cracking at Oaks Park. So I might have to start. And then there were adults in there. It wasn't just you know kids, but there were I think adults that really want to get back to that whole skating thing that we used to do. I've been thinking about it. I've been heavy into walking and biking and staying in shape, and I've been thinking about skating. So I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret, Joe. Uh, I'm a phenomenal skater. Really? I'm, so I feel like I've heard this about you. I, I was at Oaks Park every Friday and Saturday from fifth grade till about maybe freshman year of high school, you know, somewhere right around there. Um, I played hockey here for like three years. Um, so I learned how to skate, you know, pretty, pretty fast. So yes, skating is, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty dope. I'm pretty incredible. Like, I mean, well, let me take that back. I don't want to oversell myself, but I am pretty good at skating. Figure eights. Yeah. Curls. I can do a little spin. I used to roll up on, you know, on ladies and do a little spin. Say, what's up, girl? Trying to skate. (laughs) You want to go get some corn dogs and some, (laughs) and some cotton candy from the, from the snack bar. So, yeah, man. So shout out to all my skaters out mm. there. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers have been, I don't know. I, I guess they've been consistent in these playoffs thus far. You know, when they've been bad, they've been bad. But when they've been good, um, watch out. Like, they're they're a great team. Um, they're going to be playing without Joel Embiid possibly until game four when they – or game, excuse me, in game three where they shift back um, to Philadelphia. Games one and two – are in Miami. First game is tomorrow, 4.30 on TNT. This Miami Heat team, um, I feel the way about them that I feel about the Suns, is I think they're the best team in their respective conference. Mm-hmm. I think they're tough. I think people really under underrate how good Jimmy Butler truly is and the impact that he has on the game, not just offensively, but what he brings defensively, like and kind of how he can guard one, two, three, and smaller fours, you know, can have mm. a big problem with Jimmy Butler. You're not going to push him, push him around, or back him down, or you know, any lazy pass or lazy dribbling around Jimmy Butler. He plays hard all game, and I love that but, about him. But the Heat, they're a tough team, but are they a, an enough team? I think right? they're enough to get out of the East. Now, you now, think will they're they, enough now, to, now, will they beat? Now, will they I beat? If it comes down to Golden State, if it comes down to to Phoenix, can they beat them? I I I think with with Milwaukee having an issue with uh um with Middleton with him possibly being out for a few weeks that means what happened last year in the playoffs Giannis would get in these situations to where he would get doubled and you know Giannis isn't the greatest shooter from mid range or anything like that so he's passing out who's he passing to Middleton towards the end of the game to go get him a bucket there was that game but six he had catch shooters like Connaughton like, no he had yeah yeah you know Pat Connaughton but. You need somebody that is an all-star in those in those big moments that you can say, "Man, I can't get a bucket. Here you go." At least that's at least that's me. And it that's seems why I don't like, think the Heat are an enough team. They're a tough team, but not an enough team. I think Milwaukee is a tough team and an enough team, right? And you got to have both, okay, to get to the finals. Okay, I agree. I agree. I think I think Milwaukee is is right there. I think they're the the second yeah. best team uh, in the Eastern Conference. I, I think Giannis is the best player in the league. Sure. Um, I think Giannis has been the best player in the league for two, maybe three years Yes. at this point, regardless of who wins the MVP. Most valuable and best player aren't the same thing. Right. Let's put that out there. Right. Because if we're being honest, 
If we're talking about best player wins the MVP, then LeBron would have won it like nine years in a row. Kobe would have won. Kobe would have won it like three years yes. in a row. So, but Giannis is to me like undoubted, undoubtedly the best player in the league. Uh, but but with that, like, I just I I don't know. Like with Middleton not being there, I think that's a big part of not you know of his successes. Chris Middleton, you know, and at the end of the day. But they've won like two or three games without Middleton. They have. I mean, he is a force of nature. And I think he it, is something, when we talk about unicorn, we have not seen anyone like Giannis. Oh, no. He, Shaquille O'Neal is the closest thing that, yeah. that we've seen we've not to seen something like Giannis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that big, that long, that athletic. Like, yes. he takes two, he can take two, three dribbles and be all the way up the floor and ready to and dunk, dunk the, ball. the ball. From like, baseline to baseline, from, from the, end that, to end. Like, that, that almost... That almost doesn't happen. So, but I say that because we've seen moments in the playoffs uh, where Giannis kind of had to take over in games and and couldn't couldn't necessarily do that. And then not having certain guys like Middleton could be potentially bad. I still think they're going to beat Boston. I know everybody's in a love affair. Actually, that game is on right now. Everybody's in a love affair with uh, the Boston Celtics because they did they pretty much did the 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 world the basketball world a favor by getting rid of the Nets. Like, uh, if we're being real, like, they became everybody. Boston Celtics became fan favorites of the world all day because they eliminated the 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 Brooklyn Nets. Yes. You know what I mean? And so. I haven't seen vitriol against the Nets since that vitriol we saw against LeBron and his no. Heat team against Dallas. Yeah. It almost, it wasn't to that degree, but it almost felt like. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you know, I know we're shifting a little bit, but. I feel bad for KD. Oh man, I feel, a part of a part of me feels feels bad for him, not for reasons you might think, but KD is mm. KD is never has never been, and in my opinion, will never be the best player in the league. I don't think at any point in KD's career, and I know we talk about the the time in Golden State winning two championships, clearly being the best player on the floor. He was on the best team though. When you were on the greatest, arguably the greatest yeah. team, you know, to yeah. ever play seventy three and nine says that they're the best record of, of all time and everything. So you look at KD and how special he was playing with those special players. And we know KD is a is a special talent. But he's always kind of gotten that, well, you got those rings, but we kind of look at those rings like, eh, did you, though? Did yeah. you get those rings? Like, you have to. But I agree eh. with that. But there's a difference between, and this is what people do. They take somebody that has a unique talent mm-hmm. that's special and someone with a you know, dominant talent like a LeBron, right, that can take over games and win championships. Right. And sometimes we conflate the two. Like we don't know how to differentiate between a dominant talent like like LeBron and a unique talent like KD. And, and, I, think, and I think it's about kind of converging the two and meeting yeah. somewhere in the middle. And that's where, where someone like a Kobe yeah. is so special because Kobe wasn't dominant like LeBron, you know. And to be honest, physically dominant. Physically dominant. Like, yeah. He wasn't physically but dominant like, he was like LeBron. I don't but, think LeBron was dominant like Kobe in terms of just straight raw skill. I think it's just as far as like being able to, yeah. being able to rebound the ball and being right. able to to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I'll give that part to LeBron. Yeah. All but there. when you're talking about like just being able to have that scoring mentality, but also that kind of winning drive, that killer instinct, as as we talk, and not to say the KD doesn't have that killer instinct, but we've seen Kobe put guys like. Shannon Brown and Slavin Medvedenko on his back and get to championships. You know what I mean? Like we, if you can't win with Kyrie, right? Like I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm really if you can't win with James Harden on the floor right. and when they when Harden was on the floor with uh, with KD last year during the finals or during the playoffs, James Harden was hurt and still was giving like twenty and like ten assists. You know, somewhere right around there. So if you can't win with those guys, like 
I'm not saying you can't win, but it's just one of those things. But I feel bad for KD because, you know, he wants to – I think he desperately wants to be known as I'm that guy. And he's always been like, yeah, you're not the best. LeBron's the best. Or you're not the best. Steph is the best player in the league right now. And then the minute it feels like he's finally at the point to where – because before KD got hurt, he was the MVP right. candidate. He got hurt, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Giannis is, Giannis is better. Giannis is the guy. And then Giannis won that championship last year. It kind of vaulted him above a lot of people. And I think KD desperately, desperately wants to be known as the guy. But you brought up James Harden. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Is he just injured, or are we seeing the backside of James Harden? Well, I, th- I think we're going to find out today. Yeah. Or, excuse me, on, on Monday. Um, I think James Harden is the most – is a is – a, I don't have a problem with him. I think people's biggest issue with Harden is he kicks it with rappers. If that's why you're mad, I'm not, I'm not tripping. To my knowledge, he's never cursed out a coach. He's never made a burner account and, and said negative things about his old team. Uh, he's never, you know, flipped off fans, you know, when he was playing. He's never done anything. He quit on Houston because Houston was in the in the. And toilet. he's just not been big in big moments. Yeah. He's a little eccentric. So yeah. He's not got along with other great talent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's, that he's, there's, that he's I mean, and I and I think that and I think that's but, that's happened. But I, and this, but, but he's, the, his talent is undeniable. The talent is there. The, the talent is there, and we know that James Harden is offensively. I mean, you talk, we just talked about Luca. There's nothing you can do about this dude. This, he's having the lowest. He has the lowest PR of his career right now, and it's like at 22.8 or something like that. And that's the lowest of his career mm. at this point. And people are looking like, oh, James Harden's taking a step back. This dude is averaging 22 points and, like, 10 assists. Leads the NBA in assists. Yeah. Like, let's not gloss over certain things. Like, he's a selfish player, but I'm leading the league in assists. He's a selfish player, but he took a back seat twice in Brooklyn. KD, you're the guy. I'm going to let you be the guy. Kyrie, you're a great scorer. I'm going to make sure I just get you guys the ball. And when you need me to play clean up and score in between there, like, I'll do that. Joel Embiid, you're the MVP. I'm going to keep feeding you the ball. He hasn't got there. He hasn't, you know, Tyrese Maxey, I'm going to make some big plays for you and make sure. So he is a selfless player who I think wants to win. And I think he's looked around and seen his contemporaries win championships. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he's the only one at this point that doesn't have one. Kyrie, Steph, uh, uh, Dame is the only other one in that category that doesn't have a ring. Anthony Davis got his. LeBron's got all. He's the only. Kawhi has his. Paul George and Dame are the only ones looking out. And, 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 and excuse me, James Harden, mm-hmm. like we're the only superstars without him. At this point, Chris, Chris Paul, you know, but it's a short list of the superstars in yeah. the NBA that don't have rings. And this is a great opportunity for Harden. I think this Philadelphia team is right there. And with or MB getting hurt, um, that hurts. Yeah, you know, I, that hurts him. You know, I don't know if he's on the back nine or if he's still nursing that hamstring issue. I'm just not sure he can put that. I don't think he's at this place in his career where he can put a team on his shoulder. Yeah, we, I guess, and I guess we're going to find out. I don't out. think we get Houston Harden. Right? I, I think Houston Harden might be might be gone. However, uh, as long as you can shoot, and again, James Harden's never been about like explosive, you know, moves getting to the basket. He's always going to goad you into a a foul, you know, herky jerky mm. movements and stuff like that. So that's his game, and so hopefully. For if you're a James Harden fan, that's what you see against uh, the the Heat tomorrow because they will need it against that incredible juggernaut team uh, in the Eastern Conference. Okay, uh, hater to love it, Joe is gonna come up with some questions. Uh, Mr. Knox and I are gonna decide whether we hate it or love it. But first, Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I love that beat. You already know. I don't know. This is, I think this is Dre that made this beat. I can't be sure. I would have to look it up. But either way, this was my one of my favorite songs from the game's album. Yeah. The documentary, which is still a classic album. Not sure if you paid attention to the game lately, but he's kind of lost his mind. Just a little bit. Had an interview on Drink Champs that didn't go as, as well as I think he would have wanted to, but put him back in the, in the spotlight. But this is Hate It or Love It. This is our weekly competition show. Usually, Joe has been jobbing me and not uh, making sure I don't win. So uh, hopefully today he... Gives me all the buckets and all the points that I need. Well, there's a point loss for don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, don't be don't be petty, Joe. Like, don't be petty. That's not cool. Uh, So it's real easy. Joe is going to ask us a question. We're going to say whether we hate it or we love it. And, you know, we'll kind of uh, go from there. So, uh, Joe, I'll turn it over to you, my guy. Well, this one's going to be a little bit different from a hate it or uh, love it perspective. This is more like a, instead of a game 50 cent hate it or love it, more of a YG who do you love in a Ooh, sense. Oh, can you play that beat instead? Yeah, if I got a, I wonder if they've got one that just loops for uh, 10 minutes. Maybe yeah. I can do that here. Yeah, I'm sure they have some type of. All maybe right. Maybe it's time to change it up. Maybe it's time to change up the game from hate or love it to who do you love. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's time. It's been that, eight years. You know, it might be time to. We'll have a meeting about that. Yeah, we'll have, you know. We'll get the minds together. I like it. So who do you love in these NBA playoffs is my question. Ooh, I like it. We're going to go through each of this uh, second round matchups, and you just tell me who do you love and uh, sell me on that, and I'll give you points or take them away. Sounds good. So let's just start with the series that's on right now, Bucks Celtics. Who do you love? Man, I'm going, I got to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is, again, the, the best player in the NBA. 
Uh, he's morphed into uh, the, the arguably one of the best leaders, the best leader in the NBA. You can really make that argument uh, that he's done that. Uh, Coach Budenholzer doesn't get enough enough credit for how's good, uh, how good he is and how he manages that team. They just continue to trug along. Uh, you've heard all year it's been about the heat. It's been about the, the the Nets. You know, it's been all about Toronto. It's been all about Chicago, who was the best team in the league for a while. Uh, but for whatever reason, the Bucks just went below the radar. And what do you know? Here they are in the second round of the playoffs looking for an opportunity to repeat. I think Giannis is just too good. He's too big. He's too strong. There's nothing you can do. There's nobody that can guard him. He is the biggest walking mismatch in the NBA right now. I think the Bucks win in six. I'm rolling with with Milwaukee for sure, simply because they just got the psychological edge that comes with winning an NBA championship. You just gotta, you gotta chalk that up. Like there's something about experience, and they have that experience, and they've got the unicorn, right? And Giannis, Giannis, he's so unfair. Is, yeah, he's he's like something we've never seen before, and uh, I think he's going to assert his dominance on this series. I think they're going to get to the finals. And uh, I think it's going to be anyone's ball game when they play my Warriors. They just ended the the, the quarter on a ten nothing run. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks did after being down twenty two to four uh, to start the game. So uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right. Now let's stay in the East. Let's go with the other matchup: the Miami Heat, the one seed in the East, taking on the Joel Embiidless 76ers. Who do you love in that series? Straight up, I'm going with the Miami Heat. Even if they had Joel Embiid, right? When you talk about just tough and enough, they have enough for this series, and they're most certainly more tougher than uh, the 76ers. Period. I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think my again, Miami is my pick to come out of the East. Uh, I think they're they're tougher. I think they're a little bit deeper. A player that I don't think we talk enough about um, for the Miami Heat and their success is Tyler Hero. Coming off the bench, probably should be sixth man of the year, might be sixth man of the year, uh, but is easily a starter. He's almost in that Ginobili-type role to where he should be a starter on your team, but having him come off the bench and easily give you 20 or somewhere between 17 and 20 points uh, is huge for that team. Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. I've said that repeatedly. I will continue to say that. I think he has done the the most with his rosters, uh, and this is outside of the LeBron and D-Wade Miami teams. These rosters that he's had, the way he's got these guys to compete every single year uh, has been amazing. Uh, and without Joel Embiid, I just don't see much of a chance. Bam Adebayo is going to go crazy against whatever bigs they decide to throw at him. So, uh, yeah, I'd say Miami and I'm going to go Miami in six. I think Philadelphia can at least get two. All right. So that means you guys got Miami, Milwaukee, who've had some uh, playoff series in the past. They have. Uh, I think in the last two seasons now, they've actually met each other in the playoffs. So uh, this would be a fun rubber match between the two of those. All right, heading over to the Western Conference. Uh, we will start with the series that starts with today, the Golden State Warriors taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Who do you mm. love in that series, fellas? Man, I... <laughs> I, I mean, come on, man. I love the Warriors in this series. Like, I, I think the Memphis Grizzlies have been an amazing story for the year. John Morant has been, has really established himself as not just a star, but a superstar talent here in the NBA. Uh, but we're talking about Steph Curry, and we're talking about Klay Thompson, and now we're talking about Jordan Poole. And we're also talking about Andrew Wiggins, who doesn't get enough love for as good as he's been on that team. He's a former number one pick, so instantly people look at him as, as a bust. 
Andrew Wiggins has made his first all-star team uh, playing here for the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins is a guy that's averaging like 16 points as a starter. You know how hard it is to average 10 points in the NBA for a career? Mm-hmm. And here's a guy that's coming in averaging 16 points, fit 17 points for an NBA championship contender. Uh, Steve Kerr, I've always thought, is a little bit overrated as a coach, but then he has these moments of brilliance when he draws up plays out of the, out of the timeout. There's not a better third-quarter team in basketball. I don't think there ever has been a better team. It's like a, it's a brand-new game when they come in for the third quarter and they just completely take off with it. I think the um, I think the Golden State Warriors are just too good top to bottom, and I think Memphis is still trying to figure out uh, what their identity is, and so it's going to take them a little bit. But for right now, it's the Golden State Warriors. There I'm going go. with the Warriors. I'm going with the Warriors for the series, but actually for today's game, I'm going with Memphis. Straight Ooh. up, I'm going with Memphis at home too. Yeah, I just yeah. But here's what I love about the Warriors. Warriors is one of the best teams that will figure you out. Like they'll. They'll jab with you for a while, figure out what kind of boxer you are, and then knock you out. Right. Right? And that's who the Warriors are. They're one of the best teams they can get down and then bring themselves back into a series. So I do think Memphis will play off of the energy and high of just just uh, winning the last series. But I do think at the end of the day, the Warriors are going I love the fact they play whoop that trick in Memphis from when they win games. <laughs> I love that. I heard that. I was like, man, that's dope. All right. So... Down to our last matchup, and that is in the Western Conference between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Phoenix, luckily, did get Devin Booker back. Hopefully, he'll be 100% for the series. Uh, Luka doing Luka things, and that Mavericks team looking very different and efficient ever since they got rid of Chris Tapps, brought over Dinwiddie. Completely different team. Dwight Powell really emerging as that starting center there. So, with the Suns and the Mavericks, who do you love? Bottom line, I'm rolling with the Suns. I love what Dallas is doing, but they just don't have enough. Right? They don't have enough firepower. Luka's nice, one of the best in the league, period. But I just think Suns collectively as a team, they have too much. They have Paul. They have Devin Booker, right? They they have defensive stoppers. They And they've been there. And so I just think they're going to wear them down. I think this is going to be a 4-1 series. That's how I see it. Um, and I think Dallas's uh, playoff runs coming to an end. Man, I I agree. Uh, I I'm I love Dallas. Oh, excuse me, I love Phoenix in this series. Um, I honestly think if Dallas played Spencer Dimwitty more, they might have an opportunity to kind of you know stretch things out. I think if you're going to play against this really deep um, Phoenix team, you're going to have to use more than the seven guys you end up using. And uh, so I think Dallas is going to have to go deep into their bench. They want to be able to keep up. But, yeah, Chris Paul is just too good of a guard. Um, And then if Devin Booker is even 75% of what he could be, I think that's just too too much for this team. DeAndre Ayton, who we don't talk about a lot either. uh, Again, that's a big man down low that – doesn't really need to get his own shot, but make sure that he's there to finish around the rim, make sure he's there for putbacks and stuff like that. And that's important because when you have second, third opportunities, sometimes fourth opportunities uh, to get buckets, you're kind of controlling the clock in a lot of ways. And uh, he does a great job of doing that. So overall, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are coming out of the West. Okay. Got to tally these up here a little bit. Some points. So um, Rashad, yeah, you did lose that uh, initial point Bro. at the very beginning for uh, bad mouthing the judges in the the panel. Come over on, here. man! Come on, man! Um, yeah, and I, I'm talking to them over here as well. Uh, there will be some points lost, Eric, because uh, the, 
you are an Oregon State Beaver. Come on. So, I mean, come on. There is Orange Express. Orange Express. But. Hey, you got to talk errors, though. I'm a Beaver in the 80s, right? That, 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 uh, that is a different time. That's that a is. different time. But a different program. also rules from the panel say that you do get a, a point for being a college hooper. Boom. Bro. And Boom. you get an extra point for playing with Gary Payton. Come on. And so. How about playing under Ralph Miller? Do I get an extra point for that? In a fourth quarter comeback, Eric Knox. Bro. You're a winner. <laughs> See, you come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, whatever, man. I don't make the rules. You do make the rules. You absolutely make the rules. Who else makes them? Well, shoot. I guess. I have a third party team I consult with. A series ain't a series until you went on somebody's home court. Well, whatever, man. I just went on somebody's home court. No, whatever, man. I guess I'm going to give it to him because he's my guy. So when we come back, let's talk more about Eric Knox right here as we wrap up Sports Sunday on the Fan. So... Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten fifty-one. as we get ready to wrap up this Sunday's the first of the month, right? It is. Wake it up, is. wake up, wake up. First of the month. You can't really cash checks because not. it's on Sunday. Unless you go to a Fred Meyer or a Safeway, they'll cash a check. <laughs> I still plug for I'm them. Saying, right I'm saying, if you need to cash a check on the first of the month, there's somewhere you can go. But speaking of cash and checks, uh, snapping next, holla mentors. Mm. Uh, there's mm. something that you are the executive director slash founder of holla mentors. And I remember when you started this a few years ago, what was your inspiration behind starting holla mentors? Black and brown kids, period. You know, like, a lot of our kids and families got pushed out of inner north and northeast Portland. They were in East County, and the schools were not set up to serve them well. And I knew a lot of our kids didn't see kids didn't see adults that looked like us. And so I wanted to create a mentoring organization um, that represented them. That there were adults they came from their community um, because you can't be what you can't see. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. 100%. I wanted. I wanted mentors to embody those possibilities you know what i'm saying so matching black and brown adults and working professionals with our black and brown kids in east county became a passion of mine that's and so that passion uh ends up kind of turning into uh reality really if we could say and holla is open in the school it is opening and open in a school K through two. Is that correct? It's K two, but it'll go to K five. That's what the proposal is written for. Ultimately K, but right now small is all. So we doing K two. So tell me, so tell me about that. How do how do we get to? We start the program in November of two thousand and thirteen, and now here we are, uh, a little over almost you know ten years later, and you're you're getting the funds to start a school. Tell me how that happens. It, it's been straight a miracle. I have learned you walk by faith, not by sight. You don't see it to do it. You do it, then you see it. And so everything that I've done, I've always done it, you know, understanding that there's the need, there's an opportunity, and the resources follow that. And so the school, same thing, man. Like, it is a leap of faith. Uh, I have to raise an inordinate amount of money to make this thing happen. But I knew our black and brown kids uh, needed something that represented them. They needed to understand history from a different perspective. Uh, they needed 
you know, entrepreneurial opportunities. Uh, we needed something around literacy that was centered around their lived experience and that focused on the whole child right. in a way that black and brown and indigenous kids understood. And so I was like, let's get Hollow School off the ground and make this thing happen. And here we are. Here we're, we are. And man, listen, I, I couldn't have been happier. Like when I saw that initially, you know, obviously everybody's commenting and, and congratulating on Facebook and stuff like that. But there was a, a brief moment for me where I was like, bro, that's dope. Because I remember you talking about just getting it started and doing your thing and, you know, it's starting and really kind of ruffling some feathers of, of some other youth development organizations who will remain nameless, you know what I'm saying, at this point. But uh, to, to be somebody who knows that you are really genuine in the work that you do and you care very much about the kids that we serve. Like, I, I appreciate you for what you do. So how can how can I get in touch with you and, and Hollow Mentors? How can I be a part? Well, you can always connect online. Uh, you go to hollowschool.org, and there's an information tab you can click, and that'll come direct to me or one of my administrative assistants in ways that you can serve the school. You can also hit me on my email, eric at hollowmentors.org. And... Uh, I'll, I'll shoot you over information you need to know about the school or if you got a child that you're interested in getting mentored. Those are the easiest, low-hanging fruit ways of connecting with me. Eric Knox, man, I, I appreciate you for coming. I appreciate you for rocking with us and talking sports. Man, My you pleasure. are indeed doing God's work, man. You are an amazing pillar of this community. And, uh, man, good luck with everything as you get ready to move forward. And you deserve all the credit in the world for the things that you do. Man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Show is anytime you want to come, anytime you want to come, we, we obviously will find some, uh, some, find some headphones for you somewhere in the studio and make sure that you can participate. But Absolutely. man, so for my guy, Joe Fisher, Joe, thank you again so much, man. We're going to always hold down here together. You already know what we do for Joe Fisher, Eric Knox. I'm Rashad Taylor. We'll see you next Sunday. The gang will all be here 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Peace out, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.